Hey guys, this is part three of how to create content uh, for your Facebook channel or for your Facebook page, YouTube channel, uh, LinkedIn, and so forth. I, I was just doing a quick search through the uh, Google and looking up, you know, how to, and I was just using this, for instance, on how to, meaning how space to space Jeep. And what came up, the first thing, and I'm on my mobile, was... Uh, videos and YouTube videos and again I, I haven't mentioned it already YouTube is owned by Google and it's actually the second largest search engine in the world but some of the things that I, I came across here was you know how to make a Jeep way more fun for free a do you do it yourself guide you could have some fun with there's a how to sleep in a Jeep there's another one like how to remove the hard top which is actually a pretty good question that you can answer. And it's a short two and a half minute video. Here's another one, how to and when to use four wheel drive in a Jeep. I mean, that's actually a pretty great segment that you could add to your dealership's uh, website or Facebook page or YouTube channel or LinkedIn. You know, there's some good articles that you could write around that. Uh, how to remove a soft top, three easy upgrades for the Jeep Wrangler anyone can do, you know, how to install a hard top, how to drive off-road in a Jeep Wrangler 2018, and how to do a hub replacement. Now, those are just a quick, you know, videos that were right there on the first page of Google on how to Jeep. Another one is how to connect your phone to a Jeep, you know, how to connect your phone to any of the vehicles. You know, that you would think here it is in 2018, soon to be 2019, that it's super easy to connect your phone to your to your automobile, your vehicle, your truck, whatever it might be. It's not. A lot of them, it, it takes a little bit of work to be able to do that. You know, here's, you know, 10 best upgrades or mods for your Jeep. You know, how to take off your doors, your top, how to do off-road, how to pair your iPhone, how to connect your um, Jeep to Bluetooth. You know, these are all just super great questions. And it's just as, as simple as posting. And that's just a how-to Jeep. You did how-to Chrysler, how-to whatever the vehicle might be. You have more than enough content to be able to create articles, audios. You know, for Snapchat, you're going to be able to create images. You can create articles on LinkedIn. There's more than enough content that's out there. One of the things I had mentioned in an earlier podcast was that today, you know, I I was at a dealership talking with the general manager of the entire dealership, and he was sharing with me about how, you know, back in the 90s, he had gotten started in the automobile business, and he and his partner started a dealership. And back then, you could just throw an ad in Auto Trader, the magazine, and that got you more than enough traffic. There was no such thing as even the internet. There was, you know, the newspaper, TV, radio, you know, those were the only components you really had and, and mail to be able to kind of get anyone's attention. So now in 2018, you've got so many different outlets, but we're always crying about how there's no web traffic, there's no ups. There's no one coming into the dealership. It's just because we're not putting the content out that people want to listen to or watch or read about. If you 
go out and make a concerted, consistent effort to be able to create really good content, like really give a shit about what you're doing and how you're thinking about them first, the customer. You know, put yourself in their shoes. You know, how to connect to your iPhone or how to connect your your phone to your Jeep or to your Honda Civic or, you know, your Lexus, whatever it might be. That's really cool. You know, how to, you know, add air pressure. I think I had mentioned this to you in another podcast, and I'm not sure because it's blurry because I've done about two or three podcasts that never made it up uh, to the anchor.fm platform. So I'm going to try and do some other uh, ways of getting content out to you. But one of the things that I did for my daughter here just a couple days ago before she went back to college was I went and filled her uh, tires up with air. And she's supposed to have about 50 pounds of pressure, you know, PSI, 50 PSI. And that's right there, by the way, would be something that you could do. What's 25570 R19? You know, that's the millimeter of the tire, The R19 is the radius of the tire. You know, that just says it's a 19-inch radius of the tire. You know, it's and all that. That's just another segment you can do. But my point for saying that is that, you know, she was supposed to have 50 PSI uh, pressure per square inch in her tire. And she only had 22 pounds, less than half of the allotted pressure that she needed in that vehicle. That's scary. You know... And, you know, she's going to be 21 coming up here. And you would think that she would know better. And me as a father, I, I, I thought I shared with her and I thought I went over it with her. But until something happens, she doesn't even realize that. So I, I added the air and put it all the way up to 50 on each of the tires and came back and kind of instructed her on how to add air to each of the tires. And I know that sounds silly, but I just wanted to really drive home how to do that. Even something as simple as, you know, where the um, uh, button is for your gas uh, to open up the gas tank. You know, I was dealing with a customer on the phone that just left the dealership and he had called in and he went to go fill up the car with gas and didn't know where the button was to open up the the, uh, gas tank. Had no idea. And, you know, he's a pretty smart guy. So... Don't underestimate what people's understanding or knowledge of the vehicle is that they just purchased. You know, they you think that people know where the little button is for the trunk or where it is for the gas tank, but they don't. And each of those is more content that you can create for your customers so that it's not about selling a vehicle. It's about creating an atmosphere. You know, Chick-fil-A, I, I don't get it. You know, I, I, and I, hear me out for a second. Chick-fil-A is always, always, always busy. And, you know, I went through the whole process. You know, I stood in line and everything and I got the food and it was okay. It was, it was okay food. And I was talking to somebody. I'm like, I don't get it, man. Why is everyone standing in line for this Chick-fil-A? The, the sandwiches are okay. I mean, they're fair, fairly well priced. I mean, maybe a little bit more on the expensive side, but I don't understand the lines. And the one woman, it it hit me like a ton of bricks. She's like, John, I like going there because I'm treated like a human being. You know, they actually care. They listen to me. And the more I started talking to people, the more I realized they go to Chick-fil-A. Yes, they like the chicken. But more importantly, they like the way they're treated. 
the woman said that she actually would pay even more to eat there because she loves feeling like a human being there, like they actually care. And now as a dealership, we're so focused on price, 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 price. Focus on a very good user experience. Focus on when they come in, ask them if they'd like some coffee. You know, would you like any coffee or tea? You know, don't, don't necessarily, you know, can I help you with a car or anything else like that? Why not listen to them first? Really care, have empathy for them. You know, go out of your way to make it an extremely wonderful experience for them. And I'm not saying bend over, like, you know, where they walk all over you. There's a difference there. But I'm saying have a Chick-fil-A mentality where I've gone up and down the East Coast and every single Chick-fil-A I've ever been to always has lines. And I'll tell you, I took note of when they took my order, they were always very kind always very courteous. They let me know what the price was. They let me know. And I had a, a couple challenges on my order and they apologized. They said, I'm sorry, let me get that for you. And I got what that woman was sharing with me about making you feel like an important person. People like to feel important. And if you could give them that good user experience where they feel like they are the only person in that dealership, that can go a long way. And by creating content around small things that you and I wouldn't even think about, you're going to go a long way. And this is not a microwave miracle here, guys. I'm not saying you're going to get 50,000 people coming into your dealership right away. But if you're consistent with creating the content, people are going to start going to your Facebook page to see the information or your YouTube channel. Why not do some Facebook Live? If you're not familiar with what Facebook Live is, it's a way that you can produce content live on Facebook and have it recorded and you can go through, you know, maybe a virtual tour of the vehicle. Maybe you teach them how to, you know, change a tire or how to open up the trunk or where the spare wrench is or where the glove compartment box, you know, all the different nuances of the vehicle, new or used. You know, what separates you? You know, why, you know, like how to, to ride off-road on your Jeep, when to ride off-road on your Jeep. You know, here I'm, I'm sitting in my car right now, and I don't know what OD is. There's a little button on my um, gear for, obviously, it's overdrive, but I don't know when to use that and when not to. I think it has something to do with the snow or, or wet or if you're caught in mud. I'm not 100%. You know, something else is like, you know, when there's snow on the ground, you'll want to let out a little bit of pressure on your tires because you'll get more traction on the road. You know, these are just things that could actually save a life. And you are actually not trying to, you know, sell a vehicle. You're trying to provide good content and good information for families, you know, for a daughter or for a son or for an older woman or older gentleman or you know, just someone that had purchased a vehicle and is afraid to ask, you know, where is my gas tank uh, button? How do I open it? How do I open my front trunk? Or how do I open up my hood? How do I change the oil? How do I, you know, jumpstart my car? You know, these are all things, you know, you could go through and, and do a demo of, 
you know, like how to jumpstart a car on your own without having another, without having jumper cables. You know, they can do that now. You can go to like a AAA or, or on Amazon and buy these little charge boxes. And that way, if they're ever stranded, they don't have to rely on another person to jumpstart their vehicle. And better yet, when they buy a car from you, why not give them that at cost or better yet for free? You know, you're willing to spend a couple hundred hours to bring somebody into the dealership. You know, I was talking with another person, I think I was mentioning this in an earlier podcast, where they were spending like close to 17 grand just on radio and TV for the month. And it wasn't even all that much in terms of the ads. And what if you took that same money and started, you know, providing, you know, little jump boxes whenever somebody purchased the vehicle after one of your uh, podcasts or one of your Facebook live sessions or one of your YouTube channel uh, uh, recordings, you could go in and create your own ability of providing a, a service on why they should watch. You know, people love the prices, right? But what is The Price is Right? The Price is Right, if you're not familiar with it, is a game show where they basically promote all these products and you try and guess the price of those particular products. And guess what? It's, it's free for the, uh, the, the show. They get all this, this uh, you know, product and then the product, they get to promote their brand and there's really not a lot of money outgoing and, you know, people watch it because it's fun. It's amusing. People love games. You know, you could create an app around a game. You know, you could create an app on, you know, like where to find, you know, I think they have like this geotagging or geocaching where they've got these little um, trinkets or tchotchkes hidden all over uh, the place locally. I know people that are really into that where they love finding clues about where these little tchotchke things are and then you find it and then you put it back and the next person can find it. You could do your own one of those. You know, I've worked with a dealership where we hit like a golden egg and if you found it, you found a thousand dollars or actually it was as many likes as we got is what the amount was if you found this particular golden egg. So if you got a thousand likes, you got a thousand bucks. If 2000 people liked the particular post, then you got 2000 bucks if you found this particular egg. And you could leave clues all throughout the, uh, the post. And there, you can get a lot of people and communities involved with this. And maybe what you could do is you could do, you know, let's say a thousand dollar, you know, golden egg. If, if for as many likes as you get, we'll donate a thousand dollars to, a, you know, a charity, a local charity, and a thousand dollars to the winner, whatever it might be. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do as an outreach for the community and not just think about yourselves and your bottom line and your profit. This is a, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You want to be consistent in your message and the message is going to show that you care. You're the caring, excuse me, the caring dealership. People come here because it's not just about the dollars. You know, the way you're doing it now isn't working. I had seen at least seven local dealerships, how many cars they had sold so far for the month. And it was numbers that were just 
astonishing and not in a good way. You know, like 16 cars sold almost through the end of the month, 20 cars sold almost through the end of the month, 40 cars sold almost through the end of the month. And these are pretty big dealerships. These aren't small dealerships. Now I get it. It's, it's November. It's not like some middle of the summer, but I mean, come on guys. I mean, it's, it's November. I mean, people are still buying vehicles. And last week we had a major snowstorm where there were crashes left, right, front and center. Why not capitalize on that? Why not do a retargeting campaign around collision um, stores or collision shops where you could start putting your Facebook ads around those Facebook pages? You know, I'm just saying think outside the box. You know, by creating a Facebook Live session or uploading images on Instagram or Snapchat or creating a story or putting some articles on uh, LinkedIn, one of the things I told the dealership this morning, and I'll go more into LinkedIn and Snapchat and Instagram, but one of the things this morning about LinkedIn is you can see whether somebody got promoted. And if someone got promoted, why not send them a quick message with no intent of trying to sell something and just say, hey, congratulations, Bob, or hey, congratulations, Mary, you know, on your new position. Just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you and I'm really proud of what you did. You know, and if you don't know them all that well, you could just say, hey, congratulations on your new position. You know, I hope everything goes well. You don't try to do anything salesy. They're smart. They get it. They can see who you are. You know, it's called the law of reciprocity. You know, that's a very, very, very contagious law. And it works so well, you know, where where people will feel like they have to reciprocate. You know, somebody, you know, gives you something, you immediately feel like you have to pay them back. You know, like the Hare Krishnas, which is a religious group, used to go, and I don't know if they're still doing it, at the airport and give out flowers because, you know, that was the way that uh, law of reciprocity. So you can use that same law of reciprocity when you're going in and creating social content and, and messaging people and earnestly just saying congratulations or way to go. And if they didn't, and you haven't spoken to them a little bit, and they're on your LinkedIn, just say, hey, hadn't spoken to you in a little bit, hope all is well. You know, I, I think I was sharing with you in an early, another podcast on Thanksgiving, you know, I probably sent out uh, 100 or 150 uh, text messages to clients and, and regular friends and everything else, and just letting them know I was thinking about them and wishing them a happy Thanksgiving. And almost everyone gave me a, a quick wish back. Wasn't anything under undertow in terms of message or, you know, want to do business with you or anything else, but it was just me putting out there good vibrations because the intent is pure. I genuinely meant what I was doing and that was being thankful that, you know, I know who they are and that they are in my life and I appreciated them for whatever it was, you know, for doing business with me, for being a friend, for being a brother, sister, whatever it might be. So, Hopefully, you're getting some good information from this. Use it. If you haven't, I keep saying it, create content on a consistent basis. Just don't go out and do a big, huge sprint today and then nothing for the next couple weeks. Do it and do it on a 21-day basis because they say after 21 days, it becomes habit. So if you can get consistent with creating content, you're going to make it a habit for a long period. You want this to be a marathon, guys. All right, so hopefully you found some value with this. I'll talk to you guys soon.